Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from July 25th, 1992. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button to subscribe to the channel and like the video. Uh, Harper really likes that, and it also helps out these wonderful algorithms we have. Before I throw it to Doc and ask how he and Harper are doing, I just want to give a special shout-out to Big Time Patriot Contributors Monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and being the sponsors of the show. And on that note, I'll ask Doc, how are you, sir? Well, 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 I am doing great. Uh, I don't know when this comes out. To be honest, I really don't care. Um, Hey, back here in real time, it's not Christmas yet. Cowboys just beat those Eagles. Beat that ass on on Sunday night. Just beat that ass. So, so what do you think? You think they're actual true contenders to win the whole thing? Um, well, if you listen to the um, patron episode football preview, um, I had the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Okay, but I did okay. not have us winning it. Oh, but let's be clear. We're going to have to solve San Francisco at some point. I get that. I'm fully aware of what we're doing. Now, we're not here to talk too much about football because we have another dumb shit topic to get into here in a minute. Um, But, Mike, I'm also watching the Mavericks try to beat the Lakers and your favorite basketball player, Anthony Davis, here in the last minute, 22. I'm I'm sitting here watching that, too. See? And I just want to let everybody know. Oh, shit. That uh, we just had Deep State Harper belch the loudest belch I've ever heard ever, <laughs> and it was as ridiculous as you might imagine. Very much so. So with very, all, very ridiculous. So with I'm all that, I just, I'm killing like four year old fucking Miller Lights from the salvage store. Always <laughs> <laughs> classic. I don't. He was talking fine before you joined, Doc. Doc was the I one know, one running late when tonight. I first joined now. It doesn't matter because we have a short Saturday night episode tonight, and we have a very, very special open to the show tonight that we're going to work on. And uh, if you're a patron, you're going to be listening to this early. So, Mike, I think we have a five-star review, and then you want to tell the people what's up, what's up? Yeah, we got a little bit of something that's going to drop early for patrons, and you'll hear it a month from now. So if you're listening to this on Patreon – 
It's because uh, uh, you get in the early release on this clip or segment of the show. But before that, just a real quick five-star review on Podcast Attic from Ben High. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Love this podcast. Cheers. He must be from overseas. So I wanted to give a shout out there. Uh, thank you for the five-star review. You too, uh, like Ben High, can uh, get your own shout out on air for free. All you got to do is submit a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. We will read it on air. Thank you very much. Anyone, you can do it. Do it multiple times. We recommend it. We will read each and every time you do so. So thank you for the five-star reviews, and uh, we look forward to many more. On that note, Doc, (laughs) about a week ago, I sent you and Harper a, I don't even want to call this a meme, because I don't think it's really a meme, but it has a caption at the at the top and it says these were all released within 44 days of each other in 1991 hashtag rock and it is an image of cassette tapes you know back when we were young lads and one of the tapes is metallica y'all have to help me out i have no no let me let me help you here okay let me let me set this up a little bit i was gonna read all the tapes but go ahead yes no no we'll do that in a second when we start rating them so, where where were you at in your schooling career during this this forty this fall of um nineteen ninety one just spree of music getting released? What grade are you in, Harper? No, <laughs> I think I was in the ninth grade. Okay, a freshman, a little dirt bag that's probably so. already contemplating smoking. And thinking he's going to have hair on his head forever. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Um, Mike, what grade are you entering into here? It's got to be sophomore year? Junior year, maybe? Uh, I don't know, bro. Okay. I, eh, it's hard to yeah, my head yeah, What year did you graduate from high school? <laughs> I don't remember. No, I'm kidding. Uh, th- this had to be sophomore year for me. Okay. Well, this was my uh, senior year. I was. Uh, what? Yeah, I was. No, it uh, wasn't. Yeah, I was seventeen, and I Jesus have some stories. Christ. Yeah, I have. Um, I have a couple of stories about a couple of these. Yeah. So, so when I texted y'all Friday night or whatever it was when I was watching Necessary Roughness, you were like almost going to North Texas. When they filmed that, correct, correct. She, God damn. Also, um, because I was such a stellar student in the classroom, I was a uh, student athlete. Um, the day that the Guns and Roses double tapes that we're going to talk about in, here in a minute were released, uh, I got a pass to uh, skip school and drive to the mall and uh, pick those up there, buddy. What's your first Metallica album? Uh, my first Metallica album would have been Injustice for All, okay. but then I worked my way back, and that's going to be a big player in this story as well. So let me help out. We're gonna so think about this in a six week span. These following classic albums were all released. Harper and I are about to put them in order of best to worst. That's hard. I can. I can also tell you, you will never see this many rock albums that are this popular ever released in a year, let alone six weeks. 
we have uh, Mike. You might want to start getting this ready at home with your scoreboard. We have Metallica's Black Album. If you're not sure what that is, if you're not a big rock fan, that's where you're going to get Inner Sandman. So even if you don't like rock and roll, you've heard this Metallica, something from this Metallica. This thing sold five trillion copies. It was their big breakthrough into the mainstream. Then we have Pearl Jam's debut album, 10. Guns N' Roses follow-ups to Appetite for Destruction, Use Your Illusion 1, which is the red album. And then you have Use Your Illusion 2, which is the blue and purple album. You have um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, even if you're like, what the fuck is that? Give it away, give it away, give it away. That's on there. You've heard this album. Even if you're, yeah. uh, even if you're um, Mike's people, you've heard this stuff. Come on. Come what? And the other song, the real slow one about when he's in L.A. Under the Bridge, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, then uh, in the stack, we have Soundgarden's uh, Bad Motor Finger. Oh. Which may be the least known or sold the fewest copies of anything on this list. If we're being honest. Yeah. And then at the bottom, uh, Nirvana's nevermind, which is the thing that broke open Seattle. Think about that. Nirvana's big breakthrough, Pearl jams, debut record, Metallica's breakthrough guns and roses, double album, red hot chili peppers, breakthrough and sound gardens and breakthrough. Their real breakthrough was the next album. So that's a who's who of white people eating mayonnaise just straight from the jar. Right <laughs> that's me. so. I mean, the, we would have had just a bunch of shitheads smoking like marble <laughs> reds and eating Miracle Whip. <laughs> so the 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 thing that the reason that this caught my attention was one, uh, I actually know I've heard. I'm not going to sit there and say I went and bought out, bought all these, but uh, I was a Guns N' Roses fan. Appetite for Destruction, obviously. And you said something about these came after Appetite for Destruction. Didn't Lies come out after Appetite for Destruction? Yeah, but that, that was, was a weird thing that was done by the record label. So the, oh, the first okay. half of Lies was some acoustic songs and jams, and some of it was their very first uh, EP that they put out before Appetite for Destruction. Right. Gotcha. Okay, so the thing that caught my attention with with these these albums or cassettes here's, here's, when I saw a, here's the stack, something else that's not on the list. The day that I went to go buy the Use Your Illusions that I got to get out of school, Ozzy's No More Tears came out that day too, and I bought it. God damn, dude, this is so. It's like Harley Race. Here comes Dusty Rose. Here comes Ric Flair. Here comes here comes Terry Fox. It just Damn, dude. Bro, it's this like is a glorious. WCW slamboree in this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Harper is deep state Harper, and we're just talking like it's normal, which is outrageous, but we're so used to it by now. It's it's great. What I was going to say was, so the reason I sent this to y'all is, you know, y'all are the, the, the metal dudes and the rock kids. I'm like, wait, does this check out 44 days within each other in 91? And Doc's first response to me was, without even looking in a matter of a seconds, was seems like that might be accurate or something to that effect. I did. I went and did the research because, you know, 
much like we thought that the original Horseman lasted seven and a half years, this was seventeen quite <laughs> some time ago. So I needed to go back and check the timeline. I said it's possible but unlikely, and then I went back and checked, and I was like, no, it, this this is a thing that happened. That's amazing, and I'm not even like I said a rock person, and just to because those are top selling albums, and for all that to happen inside of six weeks is just goddamn yeah. amazing. If it's a record company multi, could sell multi platinum albums, yeah. If a if a record company could have one of these a year in 2023, they would be like, or 2024, they would be doing all the blow, and the good times would be back. Yeah, it's pretty. All right, do we want to rate these sons of bitches? Mm, yeah, this um, is hard, dude. I don't know okay, how y'all so gonna I guess rate. We're gonna them. say. What is the best, or are we going to start at the bottom and go, what's the worst? And then me and Harper will each give our thoughts. How do you I want to do this, Mike? I think y'all should start just start at the bottom. I, I was going to say start from the top, because at the end of the day, even the one at the bottom is going to be you yeah. know, something that it's not a bottom. It's just the fact that you have to stack rank it because they're there. If you're ranking them. Okay. I mean, it's up to y'all, but yeah. this, is, okay. this is your jam, not mine. All right. All right, let's start from the top then. All right. What is the, what is and so what are we rating it here on? Um, how you felt at the time, how you feel now? Shit. Yeah, there's a, a complex set of emotions that comes along with this. I'm gonna go with where I would put them today because there, I can't reliably tell you what I would have done when I was 17 years old, and we can all imagine what kind of shit, like glue and stimulants that harper was sniffing in shop class so we we're gonna have to use it for what holds up to today well he just got a pac-man ringtone so i, I maybe I know, maybe he must yeah. got a car. okay got a yeah car I, y'all 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 fit, y'all decide who wants to go first man uh it's up to y'all this, i told you this is y'all show not mine doc can go well, there's no question that I'm going to ruffle a whole lot of feathers from the get-go and say that my number one is Bad Motor Finger from Soundgarden because uh, that, that's my favorite record of theirs in general, uh, in total. And so um, they're going to outlast all these suckers and fools and go straight to the top of the list. And if I could put that record second, I'd put it first and second. That's how great that record is. All right. So give me bad motor finger. Do you want to just keep going and do your second and then we'll. No, I think go. Harper ought to have to like come correct and give me what, what's his. Well, one. I think uh, mine would be uh, Nirvana. I mean, just for what it being that like nuclear bomb that just destroyed everything. This is no, I'm the captain now. You gotta go back. Awesome. I'm the captain now. In that I'm voice. the captain now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I mean, just for what it's. I mean, just for what it killed off and what it started. It's got okay. a point. Yeah. All right. He has a similar. He has a slight point, I guess. I'll give him that. He's not gonna like my answers then. Well, okay. What's your two then? Uh, number two is. Uh, Give me Pearl Jam 10. All right. Uh, Harper, what's your two? I'm taking the Pearl Jam 10 for the same thing like with uh, Nirvana. Like to, to them, they, they both popped in 
at the same time and at the same culture, the same background. And they just came in and said, uh, you know, uh, we're taking this over. All so, right. That, they were huh? so huge. Pearl Jim was so big. These <laughs> bands were all huge. There That's, was room for everybody on the card. That's why I, I don't. This, I think y'all are crazy trying to rank them because it's like you're splitting hairs. Well, th- but see, we've got to create something for a bunch of people to send you a bunch of hate mail. You know that's yeah. <laughs> My number one would have been uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers because I used to love to give it away song. You remember that when they're in the gold and they're dancing around those with the black and white video? I used to love that video. Remember they used to. You need kids? to tell Harper. I remember when they came down to the whatchamacallit in my little town and I went down there or you know, I had to drive four to five miles to get there in my daddy's pickup truck. Uh, but is everybody a hillbilly in your world? Because I, I, I can't do any other it's voice. Easy. <laughs> it, it's very easy. I, I mean, faith no more and that, 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 that. I, I did. I did go to that Guns N' Roses, Metallica, and Faith No More. There you go. It was bad. All right, Doc. Doc, number three. Well, speaking of that, I am going to go with uh, Metallica's Black Album, and I will tell you that that has risen over time. It's better, but at the time it hurt my feelings because I wanted some more '80s thrash metal, and this was not it. Um, no. It was a colossal disappointment at the time. I've gone back and listened to some of it with Latrell, and uh, it, it holds up better than I thought. So I'm going to go with Metallica's Black Album number three. All right, Harper, who you got for three? Same thing. So so far, y'all are only one off. Well, that album stayed in the like Billboard Top 100 for like years. It wouldn't die. That's crazy when you think about how music is old like instantly now. Yeah, like it's like literally for years that was a Top 100 album. It wouldn't fucking die. Harper's 100% correct here. That's just, I mean, when you think about the way music is now, it's, that's just crazy, and and, yeah. it, and it, we were teenagers when that happened. That's mm-hmm. it's nuts. Because okay. if you wanted to hear Into the Sandman, you had to buy the goddamn tape or the CD. That was it. Great point. That's a great point. All right, Doc. Four. Who's your four? Okay, so this is where things get a little bit difficult because you have to take together a double album that um, shouldn't have been a double album to begin with. Um, sometimes editing and quality control is important. Also, these two albums were a big letdown from Appetite for Destruction. The songs weren't as good. The production was too glossy and it sounded too, I don't know, classy almost. I don't like that. But you got to pick one of these albums over the other. Uh, I'm going to pick the orange and red one, the Use Your Illusion one. The songs are a little bit tougher. And uh, the the other one, a rap song, had Axel rapping on it. So I'm not going to put Yeah. Oh, boy, is it right. Every time to this day, I think I've maybe heard that song all the way through, like twice. The ones I hear, you ought to step into my world, Skip. (laughs) (laughs) Skip. Swipe. (laughs) 
right. So I'm going to say, give me the Guns and Roses. Use your use your illusion number one. All right. So that leaves Harper number four. Who you got, Harper? Which one had uh, November Rain on it, Doc? Oh, I think that's the second one. Yeah, I'm picking that one because that song. The one with the rap song. Yeah, well, here's the thing. November Rain always got you some ass back then, bro. That was a song all the little girls liked. That was a badass song, though. But that was crazy. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have. We're getting before Mike gets hate mail. That's on Use Your Illusion One. Okay, yeah, that's the one I picked next. Because if I mean November Rain, do we just call MTV the fucking November Rain channel? Because they showed that <laughs> video non fucking stop. See, I like they really like double tuck and jive. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's got the shotgun blues, the shotgun blue. No, that's one, two. Uh, what's the one that had the? Uh, this one had coma on it though. That was kind of cool. See, this is a marketing problem because listen, listen to you two right now trying to figure out what was on one versus two. It that's a mar- that's like Harper you know when he said? gets upset we'll with the ring them skirts and sell all the records. I right. guess they didn't give a shit. Yeah, it's like maybe so. WrestleMania. We're gonna split this bitch up in two fucking nights and sell this bitch out twice. Well, we're gonna have to get another rake to rake in all the money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Point made. Okay. So that leaves us. Dude, apparently people were buying rock and roll records in 1991 because everybody this big released one. For 44 days for for those albums. That's you. That's just nuts. And Ozzy dropped one of his most commercially well-made selling albums as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Doc, we're at number five for you. Who do you what do you what do you have? Who do you have for number five? Uh I'm gonna infuriate some folks at home, but I'm gonna say use your illusion number two. Okay. I don't think here's the thing, bro. I don't know how you infuriate anyone with any of these because Because everybody's got an emotional tie to one of these in a way that makes it like mine is for Bad Motor Finger, even though it sold the fewest amount of records, less people know it, but it's my shit. Everybody who likes rock has their shit, and I and we're pissing on somebody's shit somewhere. And you're splitting hairs, like I said. I mean, so. who who in this world that's listening to us is capable of handling that level of nuance? All of them, everybody. That's right. These it. are the patrons, aren't they? No, yeah. well, right now, but it will be on the free show like a month okay, after. Okay, so if so. you listen to this early, I'm pretty sure you get where I'm coming from. If you're just a freeloader out there, then I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Your opinion right. means nothing. <laughs> Stop. Hopper, you who's your number? nothing and you will like it. <laughs> who's your number five, Hopper? Stop. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Man, it's hard, huh? You don't like Soundgarden, uh, do you? <laughs> I, I mean... I don't mind them, but I mean, Jesus, I don't hate oh, them. You just That's pissed him off. Say. That's the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me. For, I'm it sorry. is. He loves Soundgarden. Every time I'm by, by Doc's house, it ends with him playing Soundgarden and him educating me on Soundgarden. And that's a shoot every single time. He's and there's drunk. people out there listening right now that goes to Doc's house. Sounds like a fun place to go. He, he gets drunk, and then he's like, "Hey, let's put on Soundgarden. And 
<laughs> he's like a sad drunk listening to Soundgarden every time. Every time. But Harper, uh, go ahead and split that hair and give me five. I'm going to go with the uh, Guns N' Roses number two. Use your illusion two. Okay. So Harper and I have the same two, three, four, five. Yeah. yeah. So basically, y'all just flipped. Like Harper went Soundgarden for six, and You're right, Soundgarden's last. And you have Nirvana Doc for six as last. No, I have two more to go, and I'm going to pick Nirvana next. Okay. I like Nirvana, but I think they're horribly overrated. Really? Yeah. I used to love that shit when it first came out, and I remember when he died. And I remember we were sitting at my friend's house. You know, we're sitting there watching on MTV with that guy Kirk Loader for the MTV News. And his dad's like, "Yeah, that guy for that big band killed himself, huh? That sucks because if it was the drummer, you know, they could replace the drummer. They can't replace the singer. The band's fucked." What? God. And I was like, and I was like, damn, he's right. <laughs> and now look at the Foo Fighters. <laughs> I was a, I was in college. <laughs> Deep State Harper just now chuckled. Oh, and it had me spray water everywhere, but okay. All right. So, wait, wait. Did I get this right, Doc? You had Nirvana as six or no? Uh, yes, that is correct. What did okay, uh, and, Harper have? Well, and Harper, who'd you have as six, no, Harper Soundgarden? Oh, uh, the uh, Chili Peppers. You okay? So I got it wrong. You you actually had Chili Peppers as six. Yeah, that's hurtful. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I know it's it's it's. This is what I hate about the whole Mount Rushmore thing. It's like it's, shut up. Who's He's right. He's best, absolutely best, right. Best, shut up. Could you go and pick? I four? got the Chili Pepper. I got the Chili Peppers last because I like them, but their better days in my mind were already behind them. My favorite records that they made were Mother's Milk and um, Uplift Mofo Party Plan. And so I was already kind of uh, on my way out with them. That's nice. Mike, the Uplift, the Uplift Mofo Party Plan had the the uh, party rocking song called I Want to Party on Your Pussy. Oh, That's wow. Nice. Come on. That's really Girl, classy. What are we doing here? This is what we're doing now? <laughs> Your boy was in uh, Point Break. Now I've been doing it forever. I don't know what you're talking about. Harper's absolutely right. The one of the things I hate about ranking things that you actually really, really like is that it's it's impossible. It's like it's really. Impossible. I told you this, Doc, on a show a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a patron show. I said the only certainty that I can do whenever I'm ranking something, it doesn't matter if it's sports, um, wrestling, bands, rap groups. The only the only thing that I can only person that I can unequivocally say is the number one person in what they ever did. I told you it was Michael Jordan. He's the number one basketball player of all time. I don't give a damn about anybody else. Michael Jordan is number one. But if you ask me to take the number one band, number one album, number one pro wrestler, number one, you know, football player, baseball player, I just can't do it because I feel like 
I can make an argument for a few different players, but with basketball it's Michael Jordan and that's it. Like I, other than that, it's way too hard to like do Mount Rushmore's or top fives and actually rank them because it's just, you end up like basically slighting somebody that you don't mean to slight. Like you so just did just, with chili peppers. I guess hit, I guess hit a race and let's don't put this out. No, we're not going to do that. But it's funny how it's funny how like Hopper Hopper had Soundgarden at seven, and that just broke your heart. I I, I mean, my Soundgarden history is is you know it's not that thick. (laughs) You know, fucking Black Hole Sun, like when that was on fucking MTV nonstop. And uh, and I used to love that. I mean, my favorite song from it was that one doc, but the was about the Rusty Cage. Yeah, that's cage. on the album that you just put last. Right? Yeah, that, dude, that song's badass. But I mean, right. what do you want me to do? I'm dealing with a bunch of heavyweights. I'm in a land of giants. Mike, I'm hurt. <laughs> and I work with you, chi- and I work with children. You just don't know. Every time I've been by his house, it, it the night ends with him being pissy drunk <laughs> listening to Soundgarden. No, no, no. You got to hear this one. No, no, no. You got to hear this song. I've heard every Soundgarden song known to man, and it's not because I listened to it over and over again in the 90s. It's because I've been to Doc's house when he's drunk. <laughs> Soundgarden, is his, Soundgarden is his thing. <laughs> anyway, you, 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 Harper, Harper pissed some people off tonight. <laughs> Doc was one of those people. It's just funny though how y'all basically almost flip flop Nirvana and sound very close. Now. And I expected that to be honest. But the thing is, if you look at that time in, in the '90s, it was like that nonstop all through the fucking like the early mid '90s. Those are those are the the um those are the ones that were huge. I looked right. up some other ones. Jesus Christ, everybody in the world put out an album that year. Yeah. Like who? Like who? Who else? Just name Hold them. on a second. Let me get down here. Um, Albums released. Okay. Um, Well, this will be for Harper. Uh, David Lee Roth put out A Little Ain't Enough that year. For you, Mike Gangstar put out a record. Motorhead put out 1916 for Zoncha. Oh, God. He's, that, a, yeah. he's cranking yeah. off to that one. I used to have yeah. that CD. Um, let me see here. Uh, Jesus Jones for all the English rave fans here. Jesus Jones. God. Right here, right now. Right. This is the man. Oh, my God. That's not good. What? I didn't like that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Uh, that was pretty good. Okay. Um, good for you. Vanilla Ice put out Extremely Live. Oh, no. The Bullet Boys put out their follow-up to Smooth Up In You. <laughs> called Freak Show. Uh, BDP had a, an album that year, Mike. Did you listen to them? Who? Boogie Down Produ- Productions. Oh, yeah, yeah. So earlier I mean- in the year... Harper REM put it put out out of time, which is the one that had everybody hurts. Right. Losing my religion. That shit sold millions. Millions. 
Um, back back when albums else. used to sell. Well, I mean, Harper said it. Like, if you wanted to listen to a song, it was either tape it off the freaking radio, which the quality is right. going to suck, or go buy the tape or album. Right. Lenny Kravitz put out um, Mama Said that year, which was a big record. Uh, the Stones put out a record. Right. I remember that. Temple of the Dog was that year, oh, which right. was Pearl Jam and Soundgarden together. I don't mind stealing bread. I'm going hungry. Remember that song, right. Mike? No. Um, Mike, Boys to Men put out Cooley High Harmony that year. Boys that to Men, they made That was a hell of an album. Uh, that was a good album. But, but Boys to Men. But I'm Jodeci, saying, uh, was Jodeci that boy, same year in 91? Boys, boys to Men. De La Soul is Dead came out that year. Was Jodeci 91? That had to be um that had to be Forever My Lady. Cause Michelangelo and I have always had that discussion and like everybody talks about Boys to Men, but Boys to Men suck compares to uh compared to Jodeci. For all the R and B listeners out oh, there. I'm just saying, bro. Jodeci, I mean, Jodeci came out with Forever My Lady that that's year. That's what I was saying. The 91, Smashing that's what I thought. Pumpkins, the Smashing Pumpkins debut record, Gish, came out that year. Oh, are you Western looking this pilots. up? That was like 93, I think. No. We're, damn. All right. Or 92. They were in a second wave of that. Um, hold on. I'm getting down here. Dude, I just looked up something. <laughs> Color me bad, kid. Do you remember them, Hopper? Oh, God. Weren't they like a, a superhero team where it was a black one and a white one? Uh, they, they, I think a few of them. I think, the I think there Kenny was a. G looking guy. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Slave to the Grind by Skid Row came out that year. There you go. I don't even remember that uh, one. Third Base put out The Derelicts of Dialect, Mike. Talk about white okay. rappers. So yeah. I remember them? Yeah, I remember them. They gave you the gas face. Van Halen put out For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge that year. That's the Right Here, Right Now album? And Pound Cake? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Those are... Millions, and that's just the that what I just gave you was the first half of the year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not that's, that's what I'm saying. Music was so different. Tom Petty, man. Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers put out "Into the Great Wide Open." Wow. Heavy D and the Boys put out "Peaceful Journey." The Ghetto Boys put out "We Can't Be Stopped." <laughs> Color Me Bad. Yeah, there's that. DJ, uh, the Fresh Prince put out a record. Okay. Oh, man. I'm put out a, his record. Hold, hold on. And 91 is um, Tupac, Tupacalypse Now. PM Dawn put out their record. Remember them, Mike? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You sleeping on Tupac, though, man. That was that was Tupac. That was, um, that was, uh, that's the one that had, uh, Brenda's got a baby on it, trapped. You have no clue what I'm talking about, but Trust me, that yeah. was some hard hit. I have more back of a, the I have I have more knowledge of what you're talking about than you did of what I was talking about. But whatever. Yeah. 
Brenda's got a gun. I heard that no, song. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's a totally different song. <laughs> that's a totally oh, different song. Oh, no. My God. Here's Seriously? the thing. Some of these sons of bitches that we just ranked were put out on the same day. Chili Peppers that's what's... and Nirvana were the same day. That's nuts. Well, imagine yeah. that decision, huh? You're some kid with like 20 bucks in your pocket. You know, which CD do I buy? Oh, God, dude, back then they're probably $25. Well, were you buying CDs at that point? Or, I mean, I was still mm, getting tapes yeah, in 91. Yeah, I was Mike. buying cassettes. Yeah. Then I was buying Christmas, cassettes. Prince put, Prince put out Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah. I didn't really like that album that much. It was all right. You don't think it didn't expensive. sell a few million? Oh, no. I'm not uh, saying that at all. Man. I'm not saying it at all. Yeah, that was good. What happened to music? Bruh, I say it all the time whenever my kid right. turns on some music. I'm like, what What happened? Like, it's... And the thing is, he'll, he'll like... He, he likes, like, Tupac, the old stuff, and... But then he'll turn on this new stuff, and I'm like, dude, turn that noise off, it, which makes me sound like an old man. But dude, I, you know what did it for me, which made me my like my hair turn gray, and it's the mumble rap. Oh Jesus! I was just you know what I'm talking about. about yes. I'm not. I'm not talking about a young bunch of young brothers out at the spot with their pants hanging low. I don't give a shit about that. I'm just like growling and making noises. And, 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 and they, they like it's like they're harmonizing uh, it and singing it. I, I, I never liked. I never liked like death metal for that same reason. Stop yeah. growling at me and stop. I never stop. liked the death metal shit. Did all my friends were into Morbid Angel and Death and Cannibal Corpse and I couldn't do it, bro. Yeah, it's no. too much. <laughs> no, bro. yeah, no, no uh -uh. thanks. Yeah, for real, no it. thanks. Go all go, right. Go go kill your cat or something, but leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. All right, Doc. A, a monster is a bunch of hole to the wall. Wow. All right. Oh, On that, we note, hope you enjoyed us recapping the year in music that was. And, and for these two ranking, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Metallica. GNR, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, Nirvana, Red Hot, Chili Peppers from 1991, all released within approximately six weeks of each other. Don't fact check us on that. We just found it in a meme, so hopefully you found this entertaining. Um, Doc, on that note, uh, how about we get into some Saturday Night on TBS and knock out this episode, which was not a, a long plus. one. Okay. Uh, this week, again, we're covering July 25th of 1992. Most of this show was taped on July 14th of 92 at Center Stage. This is the second half of the TV taping from that actual uh, week. So we're seeing part two. Uh, last week was part one. The show starts again with a replay of the Great American Bash where we witness Vader defeating Sting for the WCW World Heavyweight title. Again, you can hear us break it down on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT. That is tinyurl.com slash BTT. Give yourself the gift that your wife didn't or, or loved one or a special significant other didn't give you. At Christmas time during the holidays and get yourself your own Patreon. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, we then go to the intro of the show and Jim Ross welcomes us in. Uh, we only have, like I said, a 38-minute episode without commercials this week. 
And uh, after Jim Ross welcomes us in, we go straight to a Rick Rude promo, which is most certainly worth playing because he is going to be on commentary with JR this week. Let's go to that audio right now and we will react to it on the other side. Uh, here that is. For the entire 60 minutes. And the block Jim Ross. We've got new world tag team champions and we've got a new world champion. A new light heavyweight champion, but the same old United States champion, yours truly, Ravishing Rick Rude. Will Medusa be with us uh, during the hour as well? Medusa might be back, Jim. You need to excuse me. Ducey, it's a little warm under these lights. If you would, could you go back and get us something to drink? Maybe a soda pop? No, no, make it a mineral water. I'd like a mineral water. You, Jim? Sure, why? Why not? And while you're out, Deuce, could you just book the reservations for Philly, Chicago, and Detroit, the presidential suite with the jacuzzi, okay? Okay, get out of it, girl. All right, well, as Medusa takes care of uh, her responsibilities, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take care of ours and go back up to ring announcer Tony Gillum. I would have uh, maybe never taken Rude as a mineral water type of guy. I didn't know that was a thing back in 92. Apparently it is. Doc, your thoughts? Maybe that's why he was cut and lean and chiseled and you were a fat, lumpy piece of shit. Yeah, Mike. Says the fat, lumpy piece of shit. Okay. Any other thoughts besides insulting me about something that was said? He's a, he's so prickish and everything he does. I that mean, he, shirt screams cokehead, though, huh? Well... <laughs> <laughs> And he's just, he's got control of his woman. <laughs> that shirt, that looks like a rayon shirt hopper, you think? He looks like he's going to Kenny's Key West in Fat City, bro. <laughs> Tell me I'm fucking lying, Mike. I you got it. You from dust to dawn, whatever turns you on, I'll make you famous. It was provided by uh, A Confidential. You need to explain Kenny's Key West to somebody, the international audience that will not get the reference, but I will. Kenny's Key West was a big nightclub that was in Fat City, which is a part of Metairie, which is, it has all these bars and uh, nightclubs. And every, I mean, we used to think it was such a cool place because on the radio, they would do the ads. When I was like 15, yeah. I, Oh, you the ladies drink free till midnight. You know, got the music playing. I was like, bro, we got to go there. Then when you get in there, you're like, man, look at these scumbags. Just a bunch of fucking Metairie assholes. Yeah, a bunch of trash bags from Metairie or from the West Bank with their fucking Camaro that there's six payments behind on <laughs> and the fucking parking lot dressed just like that. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to know how they were dressed, you got to become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, and you can see exactly what Hopper was talking about with Rick Rude's attire. And I have to say, he does look like, as great as Rude is, he does look like a Kitty's Key West regular right there. Oh, yeah, baby. Minus the belt. You know, he's got his U.S. belt. We he's good uh, for the oil wrestling. Gee, I've not, I, <laughs> I used to have these damn... This how long ago it was. It was probably like 98, dude. And then you could pay money to take pictures with the fucking broads, right? And it was a fucking Polaroid. 
And I can't find those pictures to save my life. I got to be like 19, bro. And I'm there with my friend Randy, wearing a fucking Road Warrior shirt, and we're doing <laughs> a four horsemen with these fucking cokehead oil wrestler broads. And we all got the four fingers up. And I got my Road Warrior shirt on. <laughs> all right. All right. Hit the tagline. <laughs> I wish the fuck I could find those. I don't know what the fuck happened to them. They were on Polaroids. Bruh, Matt Wilson from the Facebook group is going to have a blast hearing you talk about Randy. (laughs) He always says something whenever you talk about Randy. So you and Randy went. went Bro, we used to go every Monday night, and then they would do like an auction. Who gets to oil up the girls between the fucking, uh, before they get in there? Because like the ring was this little, like, bullshit spacewalk thing. And they just put baby oil all over this motherfucker. And so what they would do is they would do, like, an auction. And whoever got the highest auction got to oil up the fucking broads. And so you, so, so you, got, to, so you got to put your hands all over them. To put the oh fucking baby oil all over them. Yeah, bro. Dude, it, it was, like, 97, bro. I mean, what do you want from me? And so you would pay the... <laughs> so you would pay to oil up the broad. You used to say, I want a cup of time. <laughs> and the thing is, you got the manager. You're the quote manager, right? So like the average guy would do this, they would just stand there like some pervert fuck with his, you know, wearing his polo shirt and his fucking silver tab fucking Levi's on, just stand there. <laughs> And that would be the only motherfucker that was like Bobby. He's like, gah, 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 gah. That's where crazy. his career started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Every time, <laughs> every time I think after eight years, we've exhausted the tap on this thing, I get a Kenny's Key West story that I've never heard in all these years of knowing Hopper about him and Randy oiling up the women. On the, I don't know. The, I, I had pictures, bro. I had two of them. It was God, bro. You know, I think we could have still been in high school, cause it was like right when the attitude era was just starting to happen. And I got my, I, we we took two pictures and we're doing a full horseman thing with these fucking cokehead, fucking uh, you know, fucking uh, B B town. Fucking strippers. <laughs> Doc, you got, got any follow ups? And I got I'm my blown up, dude. shirt on, dude. I got my Road Warriors shirt on. I'm out of breath from laughing, so no. I need to see these pictures if they're ever located. I don't, dude. I haven't seen them in fucking years. And God only knows they were at the house on Chastan Street. And, you know, who knows what in the fuck happened. But, dude. There were two Polaroids. Jesus. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. <laughs> get up. Fuck, you know what? I'm going to text Randy right now. Okay. <laughs> Let us know what um, you find out on that. Keep us updated on that. Any fuck thoughts on the Barbarian me. versus Randy Starr, um, Doc? I need Barbarian to be more Barbarian-ish and less technical in the ring. I mean, he... 
pulls a suit play out and just holds him there all technical like. I mean, he beat the guy in like a minute, so I, I'm not going to complain too much. Got to say something, Mike. After I that. agree. While Harper is texting Randy to find out about the Polaroids from the oil wrestling at Kenny's Key West in Metairie, Louisiana in 1996, we're going to go to Ron Simmons and hear from him. He's with Jim Ross. Later at 448, the big new world's heavyweight champion. Ron, I know that Sting has a rematch signed, but you're also negotiating for your opportunity to meet this big monster. Well, thank Jim. You know, I've got to give my hat is off to Sting because I can tell you what, for a man that outweighs Sting for 250 pounds, the man had put on the biggest display of guts I have ever witnessed. And I'm sure in some of Sting's fans' eyes, he's still the champion. But in reality, Big Van Vader is the champion right now. And I, too, just like El all the other wrestlers in this organization want to be the best. Van Vader is the champion now. My hat is in the ring. I want to be the best because that belt knows no man. It'll strap itself around the waist of the best, and I want to be the best. All right, Ron Simmons, the best of luck to you fans. Ravishing Rick Ritter and I'll return right after this timeout. All right, I, I thought it was meat and potatoes, but I wanted to play it because, one, there's not much to play this week, and, two, uh, I think we know what's in store for Ron Simmons, so... There was that. Doc, any thoughts? I like how he said it It will strap itself around the, the right guy. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, we hear back from Randy yet, Harper? I just hit him up. All right. And the guy that ran it, like that was the <laughs> fucking booker. Bro, this guy looked just like, like, like fucking Van Hammer. Total fucking douchebag looking motherfucker, <laughs> bro. Yeah, we thought like, like he was our fucking hero. <laughs> okay he says lol nah katrina took all that stuff oh, oh god another yeah. victim of the hurricane can yeah. you imagine if we could get our hands on those pictures dude would, we would yeah i got a full head of hair bro i got my lod shirt on with them fucking oil wrestling bitches bro <laughs> He has said all wrestling broads are bitches way too many times. I'm just saying, dude. But they were, they were some fine-ass bitches, boy. They okay. <laughs> but imagine Keeping being like, sh- fucking, like 18 years old. You just say, ha, 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 ha. Your body is a wonderland. Harbor, you, shouldn't even, you should not have even been in there at that age. I, I don't know. I think back then, come on. It was a different time. It yeah, it really was. All right, let's continue. Gre- Greg Valentine, Cactus Jack, and Steve Austin are taking on Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, and Johnny B. Bad in a six-man tag match. Just something real quick. Jim Ross is plugging the hotline. He mentions Ric Flair's name and says, I've heard some very interesting things about him. Now, he mentioned Flair last week, too. And then he says, I've got rumors about Hulk Hogan as well. And that was the Uh-oh. most interesting thing from the match. As far as the match, they just threw six guys in the ring to fill some TV time because there really was not much here. Uh, the interesting thing was the commentary that JR provided about Flair and Hogan. Doc, any thoughts on the match or the commentary? My first note, note here was this was some thrown-together bullshit. It um, was. You know, if you're Austin, you got to be looking around going, um, I'm in the Dangerous Alliance. Why aren't I wrestling with them? Yeah, I ain't got a good answer for you. Did the video get glitchy during this match? Yeah, it did. Okay, I thought I was having a seizure. 
Nah, it, it's glitching right now. This was very, very... What? What? Like the Money Mark guy from uh, from from Louisville. The Money Mark guy from Louisville. <laughs> He's talking about Matt, Matt Jones. Oh, oh, shit. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it Come started on. buffering. Wait, it, it, he didn't... Matt didn't get glitchy. He started buffering. Well, what's the difference then? I mean, a seizure's a seizure. Okay, now it sounds like we're making fun of this dude having a seizure, and that wasn't the intent of this conversation. Well, you but brought that's it what up. You yeah, did. You said Mike. Money Mark guy. I told you what I thought he was doing on the patron show. I was oh, like, was I thought he was imitating Bernie Mac for a second. Oh, come on. You see? I did. When Bernie Mac goes, ah, he was teasing me. That's what I thought he was doing. I was like, why is he imitating Bernie Mac? And I was like, oh, no, this dude's really having a seizure. <laughs> All right, Doc, any thoughts on that match? That that I don't know what the point of that match was. Yeah, I didn't like it very much. It was not good. The match breaks down. Valentine and Dustin are fighting on the outside. When Dick Slater comes out, he helps double-team Dustin. Dustin and Valentine roll back in the ring. Slater is holding Rhodes. Valentine comes in to hit Rhodes, but Rhodes ducks, and he hits Valentine, uh, or Valentine and Slater collide, and then Dustin rolls up Valentine for the win, and that was that. Uh, soon after that, we go to Big Van Vader versus Larry Santo and Rob Campbell in a handicap match. Um, Doc, second week in a row, we're uh, just putting Vader out there as a world champion since he won the belt. Make him look strong. Any thoughts on this? He's dominant, and he looks dominant, and I don't mind it because I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. This is really good shit, to be honest with you. Because he's, I mean, they are they are putting him out there. Who's going to whoop his ass? Yeah, nobody. We and it's too. Beat the shit out of Sting. I mean, the only chance we have to get him the strap off of him is if we can get a couple of coked up oil wrestlers managed by Harper to take him on. In a God, they were fine as fuck, dude. I fucking went to high school with fucking one of them, too. I was like, what are you doing here? But she was fine, too, bro. Fucking remember, uh, remember Charles in Charge? Yes. Yeah. The one that went on to do uh, Baywatch. You talking about Nicole Eggert? Yeah, the little hot blonde. She reminded me of her, bro. Mm. Okay. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, bro. There was no weak spots. It was just like those albums we just reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> he got the best analogies, man. He really does. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Vader wins one, two, three, to the point Hopper made. He dominated Sting. With no problem. Didn't even need Harley Race's help for the most part. And now he's been dominant the two weeks preceding uh, that followed this. So that's really good stuff. On that note, we are going to go to a promo. Again, there's not a lot to play from this week because it's a very short episode. Let's hear from Vader and Harley Race. Here it is. In Harley Race, we've heard a lot of men come out to say they want to wrestle Big Van Vader, namely Ron Simmons, who was here earlier in the hour. Well, let me tell you this, Jim. You just saw Big Van Vader. Sting has already felled him. Right there is the goal to prove it. There's the goal, baby. 
Now, Simmons, or anyone that really and truly says they want to wrestle this man has to have something loose up here. Well, Big Van Vader, you can hear the fans. They say, we want Sting. Well, they got Sting, didn't they? They got him in a big brown paper bag. The myth of Sting is over. Ron Simmons, you want a piece of Vader? Vader's not very hard to find. I'm standing right in front of you, brother. You were an All-American. I was an All-American. Let's get it on anytime. Sting, you want a rematch? What else is left? Your pride? Bring it, brother. I'll take that, too. Fans, when we come back, we'll see a very special... I kind of like that line at the end. What's left, Sting? Your pride? I'll take that, too. Um, I thought it was pretty good. What did you think? I thought he was better than last week, and last week wasn't bad. I just thought he was he was better this week. He's He's... He's starting to ramp it up, and he he's gonna whoop everybody's ass. Yeah, that he's. I watched some clip from him and Stan Hansen in Japan the other night when his eye popped out. That shit was insane. Yeah, that clip that clip is disturbing at times. You're like, oh, those those guys just beat the shit out of each other. No way around it. Yeah, people like that just don't exist anymore. No, they call themselves crackheads. They 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 think they're EVPs and they think they're God's gift to the wrestling business. You see, you just had to go there. He can't leave it alone. He can't leave it alone. I mean, don't get me wrong. Both organizations have some twerps and idiots in it. I'm just saying. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine Stan Hansen or Brody in the ring with? Those twerps. Yes, it's it's how I fall asleep every night. I mean, <laughs> it, no, because back in back then they wouldn't be in that in that world. No one would. Well, that's my point. If they somehow made it into that world, if they got by the gatekeeper and were in a match with one of those two dudes, like Stan Hansen's lariat would would literally just when he delivered it would just like body parts would start flying off from those idiots. See, they wouldn't exist it. I agree. I'm just, no one uh, would have even gave him a chance to exist. Boogie. Nothing about you says computer or technology is what I'm hearing. That is correct. All right, doc. The next segment is the last segment before we get to the main event. And it's Jim Ross. He throws to Sting and Tony Schiavone who are having a sit down. I actually like this because they bring up the match with Cactus and ask Sting if it was a mistake and if he should have, you know, should have not wrestled. And he was like, well, maybe, but, you know, I'm a fighting champion. And then they talked about the German suplex that he delivered on Vader in the main event of the pay-per-view. And how he didn't get the three count, but it was because the referee was out of position. So uh, the question I have for you, Doc, is I'm not going to play because it's like six minutes long. Did you have any sympathy or empathy for Sting here or feel bad for him at all in the fact that he lost? I mean, he sounds monotone and done, but he also says, you know, I'm not done. I will be back. So I don't know. I kind of was torn. I thought it was kind of like a nice little baby face profile, but he looks a little weak to me too. 
But that's what he needs to be because he's got to go find himself and rebuild. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to say this. I mean, it's he he isn't sitting there giving the Gettysburg address, but he, I'll actually find Sting more believable and empathetic when he's quiet like that than when he's out there hollering and being stupid. So if, if that was the intended goal here, then then to me this worked. Um, I think instead of wearing that big gold poofy jacket, he should have just been in like a shirt, like a polo and some whatever. But yeah. it wasn't bad. He'll well, be well, back. You know. Like a uh, like a like he's one of the Pointer Sisters or something. I was trying to so figure excited. out if he was trying to try it out for a, a Mork and Mindy remake with that right, silver. something, bro. Like he's going to be on Battlestar Galactica or yeah. Buck Rogers. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on here. Um, I wonder though, you know, it got me to thinking. I wonder what Sting would think about Hopper, you know, oiling up some bras for Metairie, as he likes to say, because you know, Sting loves his Jesus. Nothing's wrong with that. I just oh, wonder now? what. Yeah. I mean, back then he would have been pushing me to the side. It's like, no, bitch, you know, it's my turn. That's exactly right. <laughs> Harper's uh, on one tonight. He's like, I'm the right. worker here, bitch. Get out of here, Mark. Little fat yep. kid. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time for the main event. Like you I said, this seen, is a. Mike, you ever seen some gentleman wrestlers push some marks out of the way to get to some pussy? Yes. That's right. Seen Iceman King Parsons just knock somebody over almost to go talk to a little spoogie, as he used to say. A what? Spoogie. Spoogie. Yeah. That's a. I'm surprised you never heard that, Harper. He said all the time in New Orleans. A spoogie. Yeah, like you know, your old lady. They would say spoogie. What's up, Spoogie? What's your little fine ass? No, 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 You wouldn't call her spoogie, but if you were just if you were talking to one of your boys, you'd be like. That's my you know. spooky. Yeah. You never heard that? No. Okay. I'm sorry. You're not as cultured as some people, I guess. Mm-hmm. You just act like it. All I'm right. Smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the main event. Again, very short episode. We're not rushing through it. There's just not a lot here this week. Arn Anderson is taking on Nikita Koloff in the main. Uh, they work slow. They, you know, buy some time. Doc, let me go to you. Let me see what you got from this one. So Paulie's out with Arn, but not Stone Cold. Bro, they, I don't, I don't know what Watts is doing right now with that. It's not. I don't know if it's like he means to do it or if it's just. No attention to detail. I don't know what's going on. It, it's it doesn't make sense. It's dying by now, huh? It's real airtight. What's that? It's going to be dying by now, right? Well, Larry Zabisco, yeah, I mean, because Zabisco is like out. and But the problem is they're, they're not like teasing at this point yet, like the official breakup with, like with Pauly and Rude. It's, it's, so it's weird. It's like, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Doc? It's like they sometimes, like right now, Paul's out with Arn, so sometimes you know he's with his guys, and other times he's not. It's not consistent, is is what the problem is. It's not airtight. Yeah, no. it's, everything was airtight, brother. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Well, at some point, Arn says that his hair is being pulled, and Rick Rude issues the line of the episode when he said, "Arn Anderson is an honest man." 
That's right. No lies detected. This was slow. Oof, um, slow. Yeah, at the thirty-three forty mark, I don't know if you want to play or not. Arn has Nikita's arm hurt, and he just starts surgically stomping on different parts of his arm. It was pretty funny. Yeah, right. Just there. <laughs> like a like a kid stepping on a bug on a sidewalk. He's like, oh, like I stepped Latrell. on it. It's still it's still moving. Okay, let me step on it again. There you go. I used to wonder how come they don't just move. Or get yes. out the way, bro. Yeah, just move. It's not that hard. When Flair used to, used to do the thing where he'll put the guy's leg on a rope and he'll jump on that leg. Yeah. I was like, why don't you just move your fucking foot, bro? Because you set him up for it. Oh, okay. There you go. That's all I had. All right. Nothing else from it, Doc? Mm-mm. All right. So we go to the finish. Nikita catches Arn with an elbow. Arn then sends Nikita's head into the turnbuckle. Nikita then has Arn rolled up, but Paul gets on the apron, Paul E. And then Nikita gets up for a pin. Arn then hits is going to hit Nikita in the back. Arn sends Nikita into the ropes, but Nikita ducks and then uh, hits Arn with the sickle, and Nikita wins. And I can't remember if we talked about this before. I know they've said for a while Nikita's you know, Lithuanian, no longer from Russia. But I did note he, Jr. says he hits him with the sickle. So I think it's been a few weeks or a while now. They they don't say Russian sickle, but they've officially just called it the sickle now. It doesn't seem like they call it the Russian sickle. He's he's Russian. No, he's not, Hopper. He's from Minnesota. Well, yeah, shut up. Okay, Faye, brother. But yeah, um, it's just a sickle now, and that's it. And um, that is just about how things go off air. They do do a quick wrap up. Rude and Jr. wrap up the show. Uh, Rude is battling Hayes tomorrow night on the main event, and Rude isn't worried about Hayes though, and neither would we be. The way the Freebirds are getting jobbed out here mm. in <laughs> at this point in time in WCW. And there he is, Hopper, on the video version. It's Kenny's Key West, Rick Rude, with his Ray oh, on yeah. shirt. He's got a pack of Marble Reds in his shirt pocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, does Medusa look like any of the women, the lovely ladies that would go to mm, Key West? Boy, she would have been it. Oh, yeah, dude. She would have been top of the line, bro. Back, oh, yeah. Top shelf? Oh, yeah, definitely top shelf. All right. Well, on that note, we got to rate it and then hand out the Rolex on a very short episode. Uh, Before we do it, remember, the only way to listen to the Great American Bash pay-per-view that we reviewed is by going to Patreon. Also, the only way to listen to our review of the Netflix docuseries Wrestlers is by going to Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. In addition, the bit you heard earlier in the show, that segment with the the cassette tapes and the rock tapes from the nineties. We dropped that on Patreon a month before you heard it here on the free show. So also you get early access sometimes on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, get the video versions, the NWA power shows, the ECW shows, the world-class shows, all that stuff is available there. Over 400 plus Patreon exclusive shows. All right. It is time to rate it. I don't even know how to rate this doc. This thing flew by. I mean, we talked more about, the the cassette tapes earlier in the show that we did this episode. I, I mean, 
I don't even know how to rate it. What are you giving it? It wasn't a very good episode, and they didn't do much with it. So I'm going to say C+. C oh. I don't even know if I can give it a rating. It's like a... Yeah. It's like, just it's like give a, it a rating. Just okay. say it, Mike. It's B-. I don't there know. You go. See, was that so hard? Yeah. Well, Rick, Rick Rude is. Uh, look, let me tell you something. This show probably was a C plus. Harper's Kenny Key West stories with LOD and looking texting Randy during the show, wanting to know <laughs> if he had the Polaroids, and talking about Rick Rude's rayon shirt. I, I mean, that put it in the in in the B range. That's why I got a B minus for me. What are you gonna rate it, uh, Harper? I guess a B. There you go. See? Yeah. Fuck it. Hopper talked himself into a B. Yeah. Who gets a Rolex, Doc? Or a 2 2 award? Yeah, well, I can't decide if it's if it is Rick Rude or the two ladies that Harper managed on the. Uh. <laughs> that was real times, dude. God, I wish I had those fucking pictures, bro. I'm going to go back. I'm going to say Rick Rude. I'm going to give it to Hopper. Talking about Kings Key West and arm oil wrestling. Can I do that? I, it, sure. Yeah, that was one for the ages. <laughs> uh, all right, Hopper, who are you giving it to? Yourself or Rick Rude? I'm giving it to uh, Mr. Rude. He's not a he mark look, for himself. Yeah. He's Rick Rude's glorious. Look at him. He's so smug. He's just disgusted with having to be there. He okay. looks like some douchebag that's from the West Bank, and he drives that fucking Camaro or the Fiber. Like I said, he's he's a couple payments behind. He works offshore. He gets coked up, and he don't give a fuck what you think about him. Tell me I'm wrong, Mike. <laughs> you, you, no lies detected. <laughs> he works offshore. The best part is the missing payments. Four payments behind on the Camaro or the Firebird. (laughs) I could see him in his younger days driving one of those Pontiac Fieros to the old two-seaters. Raggedy-ass cars. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, too. All right. Well, I hate to end this episode early. It's just that there wasn't much here, and we dragged it out as much as we could with the uh, rock album talk from 91. So I uh, appreciate you listening this week. Hopper, I'll throw it to you. Do you have anything uh, anything else? No, it's wrong. Doc, anything from you before we go to Hopper we'll hit the tagline? Deuces, bitches. Hopper, hit the tagline. Let's get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>